Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hangst, and today is July 27th, 2020, which means I'm on day 226 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. to give out a birthday shout out to one of my old friends and high school compadres, Steven Swaja. Now, I always called this guy Steve. I don't know if he prefers Steven, but it doesn't matter to me. I always called him Steve. In fact, I think I always called him by his first and last name. I'm I'm that type of a guy. I, I call people by their first and last name combined. And Steve Swaja was a cool dude. This guy, he had it all. Not only did he grow like a foot in high school. So you you just thought he was going to remain about the same size as me. I'm short when you when you think of the average person. I'm not a tall person. I'm about 5'6". This dude just started growing in high school and now towers over me. And for that, I'm still embarrassed that I'm always the small guy. I mean, for a second, I swear I might have been even taller than this guy. And then all of a sudden... He shot up, and he is a fantastic skater. This is one of those guys who had natural skateboarding skill. He was just great at it. I have, I was not that way. I skated to get places faster if I didn't have a bike near me. That was the only reason. You know, I attempted the whole, I'm going to be a skater scenario. It didn't work out. I just realized I don't like getting injured. I don't like that. But this guy doesn't care. He was hardcore, great skater, great artist. I've seen some of the things he does with woodworking, and this guy is just an artist through and through, whether it's creating crafty things for around the house or whether it's skating in an art form and making it look beautiful because he was great at that. And what a fantastic individual. Happy birthday to you, Steven Swaja. I hope it's a fantastic one. I'm sorry you have to endure a birthday through the pandemic, but so do all of us because this thing is lasting forever. It's never going to go away. So by the time we reach a year, that means every person who was alive had to deal with a birthday during the pandemic. Anyways, I hope your day is great. You deserve it. Have a drink on me. Well, folks, I talked about before how Lou Williams, the guard for the LA Clippers, sixth man of the year, one of the best players in the NBA, went to a strip club before he returned back to the bubble in Orlando to continue his preparation for the restart of the conclusion of the NBA season. And with that is now under quarantine because you can't go strip clubbing during the pandemic and not expect to be quarantined before you are surrounded by other NBA players who could very well contract a virus from you that you may have gotten from getting a lap dance. However, now Lou Williams' explanation as to why he was there has come to light. Now, I'm sure in your mind you're thinking, no need for an explanation. He wanted to see some titties. He wanted to see some booty. That's what he wanted. Well, that's that's technically not true, actually. So, Lou Williams is from Atlanta. He grew up there, Atlanta, Georgia. He has a lot of ties to the city, and he went back for an excused absence to attend his grandfather's funeral. Now, this is an acceptable reason 
to leave the bubble in Orlando and go about your business for a day or two. Now, where he lives in Atlanta and where he played actually for the Atlanta Hawks basketball team between 2012 and 2014, there is a strip club called Magic City right near the downtown area where the Atlanta Hawks play. And they actually have wings there specifically named after Lou Williams and they're his favorite wings. They're called the Lou Will, you know, hot pepper, lemon pepper wings or something like that. And Lou Williams claims he cannot live without these wings. He, he can't resist them. If he's anywhere near that area and he has an opportunity to get them, he does it. So in this case, he strolled in to get himself a batch of the lemon pepper Lou Will wings that he needed so badly that were named after him that he couldn't get anywhere else. And that was his reasoning for entering the strip club. Now, don't get me wrong. It's probably a bonus that he got to see some tits and ass as he was receiving his dinner that night. But at the same time, if the guy was just going to a place that didn't have strippers to get some wings, would he be under the same treatment as he is right now for going to a strip club? Probably not. So with that being said, if his exact reasoning was to get dinner, and that is it, then we can't really blame the guy, because if I knew of a restaurant that had named a menu item off of myself, and I loved that menu item so much, I wouldn't care if it was in a strip club, I would still go there just to get that menu item, because I loved it. And so, in the end, I am not certain he deserves to be quarantined because of this, but I do believe he will be, because that is what they have to do to keep the other players safe. So a punishment may not fit the crime, but it will be what has to happen anyways. Sorry, Lucky Lou. Hope those were some good wings. The San Diego Padres lost a close one yesterday to the Arizona Diamondbacks, but what did I notice the most out of the game? Two things. One, one of the Arizona Diamondbacks players attempting to catch a foul ball smashed his face into the wall and hit his hilarious. I posted I posted it on my Peter Gabbett podcast Facebook group if you want to check it out. Also, the logo of the Diamondbacks is terrible. They've got this new logo now where it's a snake's head with a baseball in its mouth. I just hate it. I hate everything about it. It's terrible. It looks too cartoony and just too, I don't know, like they tried too hard to incorporate both a snake and the the sport that it's all about into one logo. It doesn't need to be that way. I think it's terrible, but either way, it was a close game. It was a good game. It was one of those baseball games where I actually watched the entire thing with intensity. I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. I never watch an entire baseball game. I don't even watch the whole game when I go to the game. I leave at the seventh inning stretch because I get so bored or I want to beat traffic. But it was a close game and the Padres lost three to four, dropping their first place lead in their division to a tie now with the L.A. Dodgers. 
But the Mariners actually won yesterday. After losing their first two games to the Houston Astros, they came out on top 7-6 to yesterday, finally getting their first W of the season. That is not going to be enough for them to make the playoffs. They need to start winning and winning fast. People need to remember it's a shortened season. There's only going to be 60 games. Now that's about half is the half the amount of games they generally play. That's not a lot of time to get yourself into a position for the postseason. So these teams need to step it up. The Marlins postponed their game because of scares with the coronavirus. So there are some teams that are still battling this uprise in COVID cases in their general areas. But for the most part, baseball has begun and it ain't stopping until the end of this season which will surely be one of the most remarkable seasons we've ever had considering the shortened season and the amount of players that either can't play because of COVID or need to be in quarantine for one reason or another and the fact that there's no fans in the stadiums and there's cardboard cutouts of giant babies behind home plate for fun and other crazy stuff going on that we can't even imagine. This is the year to watch. Well, folks, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks have just received their Greek citizenship. Well, congratulations to you two. You now have citizenship in a poor, economically distraught country that is basically the armpit of the European Union. Now, in my opinion, there is so much beauty in the country of Greece that it far outweighs the issues they have with refugees and tax paying and just overall government issues that they specifically have. But in the end, if you are a poor country also battling the coronavirus, you are not going to come out on top when this is all over. And I'm not positive why Tom Hanks wants to be a citizen of Greece But I can venture a guess, and it could have something to do with this whole massive Hollywood pedophile ring coming to light, which happens to include him. And the guy seems like the nicest person ever. Like, he could do no wrong. Now, I personally do not believe he had a hand in any of this Epstein conspiracy Hollywood elite pedophile ring crap that's been happening all around. I mean, I know it it does exist. It's a real thing. All this Wayfair, secret, purchasing children online stuff. I know this all is a real thing. And I, I just, we all knew in the back of our minds, sick and sadistic stuff like this happens. But really, Tom Hanks? No way. Captain Phillips? Nuh-uh. Forrest Gump? Come on. I don't know. All I know is, if he was trying to run, it would make sense to go to another country and become a citizen of that place. And this seems a little fishy to me. So it should be official. Should be. Not positive quite yet, but it seems like it's about 99% that there will be a second round of stimulus 
because of the slowed economy and people still in fear of contracting the virus if they return to work. Now, with that being said, what is the makeup of this second stimulus? Well, the 1200 bucks direct payments, they're going to do that again, for sure. And they expect it'll run along the same guidelines as the previous one, where anyone who makes 75000 or less a year by themselves will receive the $1,200 stimulus, and anyone who makes over $75,000 a year will receive a little bit less, and anyone who makes over $100,000 a year won't get anything. Now, what does that mean for the $600 a week payments to people's unemployment? That's going away no matter what. Now, they claim they might keep about a $100 bonus per week for unemployment, 100 bucks extra. That's still a bonus. You know, that's 400 a month. But the $600 is for sure going away. At the end of this month, it's gone. Poof. Adios. Don't expect it. And the, the protection from eviction will also be gone. So anybody who hasn't been paying their rent because of the COVID, so they don't have any money and they know they can't be evicted because... They, the federal government said that's not acceptable and landlords have to allow people to remain even without paying their rent. That's out the window also by the end of this month, which means if you haven't been paying rent, I hope you saved some money to pay your back pay because now anything you owed can be pursued by your landlord and you're about to get screwed. And I'm pretty positive this $1,200 one-time second stimulus payment is not going to be enough to cover that. My rent is 2400 bucks a month. So a $1,200 direct payment from the government isn't going to do crap for me. Now, I haven't been avoiding paying rent. I've actually been paying it this whole time anyway, so I don't have any back pay that I owe. But that does mean that I'm still going to rack up twice as much in rent cost as I will receive for a stimulus and that's just a waste of my time instead of this $1,200 stimulus crap and keep everything shut down in California how about you reopen everything and let people decide if they want to take the chance of getting sick or not because that's what I need to happen I need to reopen my business and begin to make money once again I'm personally ready to take that chance. I don't think... I, I'm not scared about this thing. I'm not worried about it at all. I've got a strong enough immune system. I can handle it. And I need to make money. At this point, just paying for my family's life is, be, is outweighing the ne necessity of remaining healthy with the COVID not, you know, hurting me for a couple weeks until I just get over it. I don't think it'll kill me, and I do think not having a place to live will destroy my family's life. So I need this whole crap to go away and for us to just get back to business because this stimulus thing is a waste of my time. It does nothing for me. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we've all been waiting for, and that is Real Stories brought to you by an insanely beautiful human being by the sharp name of Peter Hankst. And Barbecusion, that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. Today, folks, 
I'm going to talk about instant karma. Now, I'm sure you've all seen that video circulating online of a woman who is attempting to start a guy's car on fire by filling it, filling the inside of the car up with gasoline and then sparking it up and the fumes and the gas combined explode and knock her into another dimension and blast her into the car behind her and then she gets up in a state of shock and embarrassment and realizes that she needs to run because she basically made an explosion happen and that's going to cause a you know cause a panic to anybody around that area at least she knows the cops are going to be on their way like instantly so she gets up and starts to run while realizing her face and everything is probably burnt up and so she runs back to the car and grabs the gas can that she had left because she doesn't want to leave any evidence and then takes off, although she probably doesn't realize the whole thing was caught on camera. Now, to find this woman, you're only going to need to look as far as anyone who has no eyebrows, eyelashes, or facial hair of any kind because they all got burnt off in this act of arson. That should be a pretty easy swoop to find out, you know, to swoop on the person who did this. And that is what is called instant karma. Now, there's been situations in my life where I've received instant karma, but there's also been times where my cruel older brother James received instant karma. And one of those times I will never forget. Now, I was picked on in a just horrible and horrific manner by my older brothers growing up for a large portion of my childhood in such a way that I contemplated killing them in their sleep at one time. And I don't even know if they know that, but now they probably do. They were insanely cruel to me to the point where it actually made me who I am today. So if I seem like a dick, you can blame it on them. Not 100%. A lot of it's my choice. But anyways, one of the days that... My brother James was, you know, probably not being nice in any way to me as normal. We were both sitting on a fence line. We were sitting up on the fence between my neighbor Shep and our house. And uh, we had a neighbor. His name was Mr. Shepherd, but we called him Shep. Coolest guy you've ever met. He was from Virginia and he had an accent. He had every tool for every possible job you could imagine. If I was doing anything in my backyard, he would pop over his head and be like, yo, Pete, why don't you get this here, uh, you know, this here tool I have for that exact thing you're doing. And I'm like, really? You have a tool for this? He's like, oh yeah, I bought one of those a couple years back. I never use it. Here it is. And he would help me out. I remember one time I was cleaning the gutters and I was just using a scoop or I was using my hands with some you know, gloves on or something and just scooping leaves out of our gutters on our, our surrounding our rooftop. And he goes, yo, Pete, I got an automatic gutter cleaner. You want it? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. The guy had everything. So we were just sitting on the fence line talking to Shep. We always did. He was always doing some work in his backyard. His backyard was fantastic. And as we're sitting there, my brother James is like talking crap to me or something and trying to push me off of this fence so that I'll fall. And I just see in a slow motion version, a bird shit 
all over my brother's head and face. It was one of those shits that lands in such a way that it kind of bounces off of his forehead and slides down his actual face. I think it got into his mouth. This bird shit was all over his face perfectly as if the bird was specifically aiming for him just to get him back for being a dick. And I just started laughing. I was like pointing my finger at him and I was cracking up. I mean, all this bird shit landed on him and right next to him in between where he and I were sitting and none of it touched me whatsoever. I didn't even get a speck of it. I was the lucky one and he was the absolutely unlucky one. And I think even Shep began laughing at James and how this white, creamy, black specks in it, bird poo, just splattered all over him. And you know what? You get what you deserve when you're being an asshole. And I loved every minute of it. That was the one time where nature took care of revenge for me because typically speaking, I would attempt some form of revenge on my brothers only to get beaten way worse than I originally did and realize that I will never have the upper hand on them whatsoever. And this time, nature did it for me. Thank you, bird that pooped on my brother. And to you, James, I do not feel bad that that happened to you. You totally deserved it. I appreciate you listening to the Peter Gabbard podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. Thank you all. Have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.